Welcome to the Weird Sisters Podcast. I'm Bella Semino. I'm Tori Young. I'm Emily Malatesta. And I'm Natalie Venditti. The purpose of our podcast is to provide examples of generalized anxiety disorder in order to spread awareness about this disease, as well as to identify figures in literature who demonstrate symptoms of the disorder. Today we will be discussing Macbeth by William Shakespeare in the title character, Macbeth. People with anxiety disorders frequently have intense, excessive, and persistent worry and fear about everyday situations. Anxiety disorder is diagnosed when a person shows symptoms of anxiety that interfere with daily living for most days over a period of six months or longer. People who have gone through traumatic events are more likely to develop generalized anxiety disorder. Macbeth falls into this category because he fought for Scotland against Norway and committed many violent acts, including the slaying of MacDonald. So in this podcast, we were going to analyze how Macbeth was an example of anxiety. Do you guys think that his anxiety was brought on by a certain like situation? So I think, I think that the sole purpose for Macbeth's anxiety stems from the prophecy. And he talks about how he's so scared of having to kill Duncan, even before he commits to it. He says, present fears are less than horrible image- imaginings. My thoughts, whom murder is yet but fantastical, shake so my single state of being. And so this just kind of means that he's so scared, but he hasn't even decided yet. And I think that all comes from the prophecy. Yes, even when he was, like, debating the positives or negatives of killing Duncan, he was thinking of all, like, the extreme, like, worst possible outcomes. Like, that, like, karma would come back to him, even though, like, they don't even know if that would happen. And then, like, that everyone will, like, know that it was him and that Duncan is, like, a good king. So, like, they, like, everyone would be terribly sad if that happened. And, like, he doesn't even know if he's going to do it yet. So, like... The fact that he was thinking of all those, like, extreme outcomes shows, like, anxiety with him. Yeah, I definitely think that. Yeah, I agree as well. I think the fact that he tried to convince himself of so many reasons not to do it, he was, like, really focused on the fact that so many bad things could come out of it just because, like, he was so overwhelmed by the thought of what could happen. Yeah, and that's, like, a symptom of anxiety, I would say. This is this, that's the scene where he gives that lengthy soliloquy and he's like, well, here's all the bad reasons for killing Duncan, and then the only reason I can think of that's good is my ambition. And I think that's such a good example of him being nervous for no reason. Exactly. So some of the the main um, symptoms of anxiety can be trouble sleeping, hyperventilation, sweating, trembling, headaches, muscle tension, nausea, fatigue, difficulty concentrating, indecisiveness, being on edge, easily startled, inability to relax or let go of worry, feeling irritable and nervous, ongoing worry that is out of proportion for the impact of the event, overthinking situations and always planning for the worst possible outcome, and avoiding places that trigger anxiety. Some of the ones we're going to be focusing on are trouble sleeping, being on edge, easily startled, inability to relax or let go of worry, ongoing worry that is out of proportion for the impact of the event, and avoiding places that trigger anxiety. The first symptom we're going to go over is being on edge. One quote about this symptom is from Act 1, Scene 3, and it reads... This supernatural soliciting cannot be ill, cannot be good. Present fears are less than horrible imaginings. So this kind of ties into what we were just saying about Macbeth freaking out about something that he does, that's purely hypothetical. Like committed anything, because it's not like he's worrying, oh, I'm going to get caught, because he hasn't even done anything to get caught yet. Exactly. I think he really demonstrates the symptoms of really being in his own head and overthinking everything and just kind of weighing on himself the fact that Things could be so terrible and end up so badly when things haven't even happened yet. Exactly. Another example of that, like, extreme worrying is when he talks about getting easily startled in Act 
to scene two. He says, whence is that knocking how it is with me when every noise appalls me? So, like, he's still really on edge. And, like, another, like, symptom of anxiety is, like, everything bothers you. Like, you always, like, are feeling irritable. And, yeah. like, that yeah. was him with, like, every noise bothering him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bella's quote came right after he killed Duncan. So, that definitely... I feel like that event definitely... It triggered a lot of his anxiety. Yeah, it yeah. definitely strengthened. It made it a lot, like, more noticeable in him. And it made him a lot more... Because all of a sudden, there were real consequences that could be... Yeah, so he had a reason to be nervous. He finally had a reason to be nervous about everything. And you can see that that traumatic event of killing Duncan, which I think is what like really emphasizes anxiety, and you can see it in this quote where he talks about wanting to avoid going back into Duncan's room. In Act 2, Scene 2, he says, I'll go no more. I am afraid to think what I have done. Look on it again. I dare not. So he's saying, I don't want to go back to that room. Like, It just it reminds him too much of that, and he's really... Yeah, so that yeah. would be yeah. avoiding a place that tr triggers anxiety. That would be a symptom of it. Exactly. Yeah. Instead of trying to face his problems, he's kind of pushing them away because of how scared he is. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's like a huge symptom of it. Yes. Yeah. So another major symptom of anxiety that Macbeth shows is his inability to relax or let go of worry, which is shown when he says that after he murdered Duncan, that he put rinkers in the vessel of my peace only for them in my eternal jewel given to them to the common enemy of men to make them kings. And he's, like, saying that he murdered Duncan, but he still has to, like, he's still already worrying about, like, Banquo's kings to follow. Yeah, he's kind of, like, whining a little bit. He's like, yeah, I, like, basically sold my soul to the devil, and for what? Like, I'm not going to be king forever. Exactly. Because Banquo's mm -hmm. kids are going to take yeah, over Yeah, my line of heritage, my ancestry, like, won't be the kings. And I think that comes me. with the anxiety of feeling like he's not good enough almost because when he heard he can be king he's like wow this is great like that's so awesome so once he's king he's like oh that's not good enough like i need more i need like the anxiety yeah. pushing him to mm -hmm. want more wanting it for his kids he's getting like a little bit paranoid i'd say yeah i'd say that's an example of paranoia like he mm -hmm. can't even relax and be like oh like i'm king now so like i like like i have what i want like he's still thinking like oh like the next thing that's gonna happen i'm gonna have to murder banquo's kids and then or else they'll become king and he doesn't know what to do Another um, another example of paranoia, even though it doesn't, it's not in the same bank loan situation, is in Act 3, Scene 4, he says, Then comes my fit again. I had else been perfect, whole as the marble founded as the rock, as broad in general, causing air. But now I am cabined, cribbed, confined, bound in saucy doubts and fears. So he's like, he's saying that he feels super confined in like all of his lies, but if he takes a step back, he kind of realizes at this point... He has gotten away with it, and if he would only like calm down and like stop being so stressed out, it could he could get away with it. Yeah. So even yeah. he recognizes that he has anxiety. Yeah. And to pile on top of that, he's like even in an earlier scene before he even does anything. Back when he was like in his head thinking about it, he even goes like, "Stars hide your fires, let not light see my black and deep desires." Like he's worrying about this thing that he doesn't really. That maybe if he relaxed a little bit, it wouldn't really that big be that big a deal because mm -hmm. it's kind of hypothetical. But then, like Bella said, like if he had just relaxed in that situation, he might have been able to get away with the murder easier than he did, or or even not murder and come up with some roundabout way to right. figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. but his anxiety like heightens it and makes it so extreme. Like it's either exactly. nothing or the extreme of like killing the king. Yeah, I feel like yeah. his wife also influenced him a little bit, but I definitely think that his like nerves had a big. Yeah part in him just jumping straight to killing and not to 
cooperating. Yeah, like, his anxiety made him do, like, the most extreme option yeah. instead of, yeah, like, like, sitting down and thinking it out. Exactly. Going back to what I think was Bella or Natalie who said about his wife, I think mm-hmm. he's feeling very pressured to not be, like, the weak man that his wife sees him as because he's this war hero. Like, people see him as this, like, great Macbeth, great honorable Macbeth, but he's not enough to his wife. So that worry and that anxiety and that stress is weighing on him because, like, he needs to show that he's a man. He needs to show that he's, like, strong enough to do this for her. But maybe, like, that's not the right choice for him. Even if that is the right choice mm-hmm. for her, like, he's just trying to do it for her. So that he can, like, bring honor to them. Yeah. Yeah, that pressure can, like, cause mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, that pressure can, like, really bring... That, so now that you mentioned that, now we have two causes of anxiety. One from um, his wife and then one from the... The prophecy. The prophecy. The prophecy. Definitely. So I think like both of those combined at one time is... I think it's a pretty bad combination for Macbeth's <laughs> yeah. nerves. Um, one symptom we haven't touched upon is the trouble sleeping. And so there's a quote from Act 2, Scene 2. He said, Methought I heard a cry sleep no more. Macbeth doth murder sleep. Still it cries sleep no more to all the house. Glameth hath murdered sleep and therefore Cowder, Cowder sleep shall sleep no more. Macbeth shall sleep no more. So this is just saying Macbeth isn't going to sleep anymore. He's going to have trouble sleeping, nightmares. And this is just another symptom of anxiety. Yes. I think that's actually a really good one. Yeah, because trouble sleeping is, like, a huge symptom. Because, like, that means that his, like, worries are always keeping him up. And, like, he's just, like, so paranoid and anxious that, like, people are going to find out what he did. And, yeah. Yeah. So by now, I think we've established that Macbeth definitely... If he doesn't have severe anxiety, he does have some form of it. So I think that one of the reasons that Shakespeare put or made Macbeth such an anxious character is to show that like Macbeth is supposed to be kind of relatable to people. Like we experience stress every day in our lives, getting ready for tests and like presentations and stuff like that. And like Macbeth's stress is completely different, but it's still like something you see in yourself. You know what I mean? And also... I think another example of why Macbeth is important is because at the beginning of the play, he's so stressed out. He's so nervous about doing this thing that's like like killing Duncan. But then after he kills Duncan, like once we get to like Lady Macduff and him killing Lady Macduff and Banquo and all that, he's considerably less nervous. So I think that shows that like kind of once you start doing bad things, it's kind of just a downhill slope. Because this is supposed to be, like, a tragic character. Like, mm-hmm. he's a tragic hero. And, like, giving him so many flaws, like, his anxiety and, like, everything else, like, shows, like, how, like, rounded he is as, is as a character. And like, and I think the the big, like, jump between everyone who doesn't know him, not, like, saying the normal people, like, they see Mac, um, Macbeth as, like, this hero, and then he becomes king. And, like, but then when you get closer to him, like, his wife knows, like, all the terrible stuff he's done. And so I think that's just, like, a good way of showing, like, two-faced. And, like, that's just another lesson, like, we can learn yeah. from the story of being two-faced. Um, plus, it shows, like, the mindset of a person who does tragic, like, horrible negative things. Because if we just, like, didn't see what was going on in his mind um, when he was doing all of these horrible things, like, we would just think, oh, he's a horrible person. Like, he could never do anything right. But, like, we get to see how anxious he is about everything and how many worries he has about it. I think when we uh, gain Macbeth's perspective on his actions, we slowly see the downward, downward spiral. Like, when we get those soliloquies in the beginning when he's having issues, um, like, choosing what to do, we see that, that mindset of, like, anxiety of what am I going to do, and then slowly we see that, like, unravel into something so much more. In conclusion, anxiety plays a very important role in the play Macbeth. 
Fair is foul and foul is fair. We're the weird sisters. See you next week. Bye. Okay.